Hello, hello, hey hello, hello. guys. Sorry, we're late a little bit. Um, CPT is real. That and locked doors. <laughs> locked are also doors. Real. We got cut out of the <laughs> entire loyal building. Right. We had to bang on the door for some white man to let it open for us. Yes, for the white savior. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna play a little bit more music while we kind of sit here and get ourselves together before we start doing anything yeah but before that welcome to true illiterate <laughs> whoops <laughs> welcome to true illiterate um petty is a little winded i'm petty bannies i'm slightly flustered slightly i'm not gonna flustered. lie not gonna lie i was not about to run up the stairs sorry oh uh, well so i hate being right upstairs i hate being late um but welcome to true illiterate i'm sunny d and i am petty bannies and listen to some music Alrighty. I'm sick and tired of the loose rap.
Did you? All right, everyone. Did you? Welcome back to Intro Literate. I am Petty Manis. Yes, I did. And yeah. I'm Sunny D. <laughs> Welcome to week two. They have not decided to kick our black asses out of here. <laughs> we have made it. <laughs> we have we made is here. Uh, uh, we had we to have made it. run over... Um, a field of sorority girls to get in here. Oh my god, that was that was so confusing. So we cut off the elevator and all we hear is like chanting. I'm like, oh my god, there's too many like loud girls. And then we open the door and it is literally a gaggle of women. <laughs> all of them are of the beige complexion. You know, my like bread skinned women. Please shut up. <laughs> Little mayonnaise girls. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it was cute, but I was like, oh, okay. But shout out to them because they guessed they were not expecting anyone to get off that elevator because they were like, oh, oh. So they stopped (laughs) doing what they were doing. Welcome back to week two. Let's start off with things that we are here for. So the first thing we are here for is that man and let us into Thank the you. building. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Um, Secret shout out. Secret shout out to you, sir. Um, I am also here for uh, the black girl magic that is Serena Williams. Yes, everyone come through. Did you through. just burp? No, I did not. Um, you have a you have a story to complete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, I am here for the black girl magic that is Serena Williams. Um, if you follow tennis, as which I do not Me follow either. sports. Whoops. Um, Penny and I do not watch sports. Yeah, that's. Not I was too busy playing them books. What? Like anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Serena Williams, you know, is a phenomenon. She's like the greatest athlete ever, probably the greatest tennis player, male or female, ever birthed in this world. Um, but sorry, y'all, I'm like falling apart over here. Oh my God. Can you put um, your phone on silent? That's my computer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, she played her sister Venus yesterday. She beat her out, and today she was. C- Basically, Serena is competing to get the Grand Slam in tennis, which hasn't been done in 27 years in tennis. And she was competing for it today and lost to a lady named Roberta Venici, which is very sad. But Serena is still glorious. She's still kicking ass and taking names and inspiring young girls everywhere. Because if you haven't seen a video of the little three-year-old girl who was saying, I don't know how old she is, but she was really cute. And she was saying she wants to be good, like Serena Williams. Oh, my God. And she had like a little oh, yeah, magazine. I have seen that. And she was like, because, you know... <laughs> I want to be good like, like Serena, Serena Williams. Williams. And she like did a little head shake and stuff. And it's just, you know, we need people like Serena Williams showing showing that girls can do more than just be pretty. Because she's pretty and she's a beast. Right. It was really cute. I'm, I'm always here for black women just like destroying the game and always just being better at everyone and everything. Because like, mm-hmm. black women are the origin species and like let's be real about it. Yeah. And she's been winning title after title after title. And she almost... Got the the Grand Slam in tennis, and, so but close. she didn't. But you know, it's okay because she's still amazing, and Do I'm here for it. Happen to know what the Grand Slam actually is? Because everyone's been talking about it, and I'm just like, all right. I, I assume <laughs> it's like the tennis version of the Super Bowl, <laughs> which I also know nothing. About. <laughs> is it the tennis version of like being valedictorian um, in high school, be- <laughs> the <laughs> getting grand- the highest level of tops? <laughs> <laughs> the, where is the highest level of tops? On performance? Who knows? Um, Who knows? I know there are three tiers. There's like <laughs> tops honors and then there's like opportunity or um, something I think else. it's when you win like, uh, y'all, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting, I just, first of all, 
let's just say that this entire time we've had wireless (laughs) internet and i was unaware well welcome Welcome to the 21st century. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to tell you what the grandson is because we don't, don't know, know what it is for. <laughs> um, I can Google it. I'll Google it. You talk. I'm also here for Goran Brothers Hat Company. <laughs> um, I'm not paid for this, but I went there and I got two hats and they just look super, super, super like real dapper. Sometimes I feel like my dad, but like today I feel like somebody's uncle. Eh, like I should be playing like dominoes or something or like yelling at some kids to tell them to go sit at like the kids table or something bring me a cold bill i don't that's a lot all right um the grand slam is the australian open the french open wimbledon and the u.s open so right now the u.s open is going on and serena if she would have won she would have got the grand slam because she already won the australian the french and wimbledon what does the open mean it's like a tournament U.S. Open, French Open, uh, Australia. Y'all, I don't know. <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> about too much. sports. You're asking too much right now. I can solve quadratic equations and like, <laughs> I can like binomial nomenclature animals all out this piece, but sports, right over my head. But you know, it's cool or whatever. I mean, maybe I'm not meant to know anything about sports to say I played sports as a child. Mm-mm. I did soccer from one year and said this is too much running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running to get this GPA. That's what I'm running for. Not for um, no, to- no soccer ball. I played volleyball and softball. And I still made all these. I was good at badminton. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up, Ryan. I'm petty. Whatever your name is over there. Mm. All right. What are I'm some sorry. things that you are not here for? Um, What am I not here for? I'm not here for, and in the segment that we're going to call, What in the White Jesus? Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you make this up, too? Yes. Oh, my God. I wrote it. You saw it. Don't like surprise. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and talk it's actually we're gonna call when for. the white Jesus is expensive rental properties in New Orleans. So you know, perusing on Facebook. You know, I like to check up on my Facebook because I like to procrastinate. And I pass up something one of my friends posted, and it's nearly three thousand dollars, mind you, three thousand dollars for a one bedroom. Oh my god. On St. Rock, furnished unit with all utilities. So all utilities paid three thousand dollars. Two thousand nine hundred ninety-five, one bedroom, seven twenty-one. Yep. In the Murray. Who was going to live here? <laughs> I don't know. Three, one bedroom, Who was one going bathroom. To live there? But it's like, why? Does it look like it's worth three thousand dollars on the inside, though? It's cute. No, 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 no. That doesn't answer the question. Uh, 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 is I this mean, yes or no? It doesn't if you had the money. If you had the money to wear three thousand dollars on a one bedroom apartment, I would house, buy a house. Whatever. If if that is your like disposable income, Mm-mm. is that worth three thousand dollars? No, I would be living in a condo somewhere. I don't know. It it doesn't make any sense. And this is like, hmm, this is what everyone is talking about because it's like we people are getting priced out of areas, and I keep burping. Um, <laughs> but it's like I don't. I don't really understand why it's three thousand dollars. I don't like get what seven twenty. What in the but like there is no like what in the Marini slash Bywater whatever you want to call it. What is there out there that really drives the prices up? The same rock market. Yeah, it says <laughs> thoughtfully renovated and wonderfully furnished. 
thoughtfully innovate renovated thoughtfully renovated as opposed to what double in the marini renovation was just complete in july renovated on a whim are included and the rental price new plumbing electrical floors sheetrock central eating hair everything exclamation point oh my god with a casual price tag of two thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars <laughs> there's tons of restaurants cafes and great bars in the area within mm. walking distance mimi's in the marini st rock market the orange couch setsuma feelings silk road blase blase ew how is that even happening <laughs> i don't under like who is letting this slide um, Does someone have to sign off on this? Who is going to buy that house? I have so many unanswered questions. It's for rent. You have to rent the house. Is it, how long has the, the ad been on Craigslist? Well, they just completed it in July 2015. Um, the ad was placed 10 days ago. And it's still there. It's still there. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I, small outdoor kitchen, seating space, and raised garden. A raised garden? Yes. And it's like, how high exactly <coughs> is too high to be in an area? Honestly. That <laughs> that high is too high for anywhere. It's Ooh. on St. Rock between Dauphine and Royal Street. Sorry if you live here. I don't here. know I'm what that is because I'm terrible at... It's around the corner from Big Daddy's. Mm. <laughs> Would you pay that No, much for- absolutely not. No, you couldn't pay me that much money to live in that... <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> and it's just like it's causing outrage, of course, because it's, like that's like an that apartment. That is like pure gentrification, like a direct, <laughs> like if I could put it in a textbook, it would be gentrification, and then that Craigslist ad. <laughs> like how? How? That's like how? New York Not- prices, like. It may be bigger, but it's like New York prices. It better be a smart house. I better have Pat in this. Like Ryan, what would you like to eat today? Here's five oranges. Like that's what I need for three thousand dollars. Excuse me, two thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. For two hundred nine hundred ninety-five dollars. I'm gonna give y'all a discount and knock five dollars off the rent price. It's a great price, you know. Because I didn't want to do too much. So I took out $5. <laughs> like, honestly. 2999 Oh, 95. excuse me, $95. Is it zero cents or 99 cents? Or, like, what is this? There's no cents. Mm. It's, it's Craigslist. How? Who's, is someone going to cut the grass? There's a washer and dryer. I better be able to wash all my clothes at one time and it better fold my clothes for me. The second room can be used for guest sleeping. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Ryan, what are you not here for? I'm not here for that, too. (laughs) What in the white? What in the (laughs) white? I'm not here for... Okay, I'm a teacher, so I feel like I'm allowed to do this. I'm not here for the irresponsible allocation of time in a school. There was a school that I heard that had, like campaigning stuff for things and the kids are like yeah you know you shouldn't teach during campaign week because nobody's gonna be in there i'm like excuse me no one's gonna be in there who are you campaigning to all your friends are in high school all your friends are in class what campaigning in class no you must be learning you come to school to learn not to play around not to win homecoming how dare you okay Teddy didn't have homecoming at his school we did, but it was like not real. It was so unreal that they like begged me to do it because they needed to fill space. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I guess I'm not Is doing that how anything you else. Popular? I was actually wasn't popular in high school. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends in high school. 
a very small group of friends. I was still asleep in high school, so I blame it on that. <laughs> I wasn't woke yet. He showed me a picture of his <laughs> Stop sleep it. Stop it. Hit. <laughs> Don't talk about it. It That's was cute. In the past. Leave it in the past. It was a cute that little petty. That was actually the year before Katrina. A cute little petty in a suit. Mm-mm. I was like standing 10 feet st- away from his date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was too sleep. I was too sleep. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to trudge your way through the shit to get to the gold. 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 And now here I am today. All right. We want to move to our next segment that we have thusly called stressed and oppressed. Stressed and oppressed. Now, you may not always be stressed and oppressed in things in this segment, but it just talks about like things that are important to the black community. Or people of color. Or people of color. More or marginalized communities. Yeah, disenfranchised groups. Um, shout out, shout out, shout out. First, I want to talk about african-american versus black and then versus other identities i saw this video a couple days ago i had seen it a while back but i recently just stumbled upon it where this girl had a discussion with another friend of hers about identities and being african-american versus being black um my friend her parents are from kenya she is a first generation kenyan immigrant child and her other friend is are just regular like black american and they talk about identities and sort of um along the lines of what identities mean to them and what identities mean to other people so um sunny i want to pose this question to you how do you identify um i identify as a black or african-american woman or african-american woman yeah and or either or is more preferred um no, neither is more preferred for me. Okay, so they're like in, used interchangeably. Yes. Okay. I do know people that would not, that rather be identified as just black. Um, I don't know if I know anybody that would rather be identified as just African American, though. Because I feel like, you know, I'm African American. I'm from African descent. I'm American, I guess. Mm, that's. Neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like there is something very distinct and very different about being black in America and the way it is framed and where I am in my in the society that I live in. Okay. Like, I know there are, like, like Charlize <coughs> Theron became American. and she's, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a little oh, under the weather, but sick. I'm fine. Um, Charlize Theron became American. She got her citizenship or whatever. And so I guess technically she'd be African American, but she's white South American, so I guess she'd just be white. But I wouldn't necessarily say Charlize Theron is black right. because she's not. Right. Like there's some I think there's a difference between being black and being African American. I think or, but they are they are also still one and the same. I don't know, that just made no sense. A lot I personally identify as black first. Because Mm -hmm. to me, African-American, one, it's hyphenated, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But number two, for me, the phrase African-American makes me uncomfortable because it just kind of like treats Africa, the continent, as like a country. Mm -hmm. White people are not like European-American. They're like, I'm Irish-American. Or Italian-American. I'm like Italian-American. I'm Spanish-American. I'm like German-American if they choose to identify under those. So I don't like doing that for that reason. And number two... African-American to me seems more of a hyphenated word for, for people who are like directly and can directly tie and like link their culture and everything about them back to Africa. I can't do that. As far as I know, 
on my dad's side, as far as records that we found, which is like maybe his great great grandma is from here, from New Orleans, born and raised. My mom, besides her, they're from like Mississippi. And so other than that, there really is no like I can't go further back to figure out like, oh, can I go and claim like, can I be Kenyan American? Like, I can't do that because like I don't have that tie. So I don't feel comfortable with assigning the phrase African-American. But at the same time, I'm black. So there is like obviously some tie to Africa. Mm-hmm. So I because guess African-American just, works. Like, fall from the sky? Right. But I don't <laughs> consider myself African-American. I identify as black first because I personally feel like there's like a different. I tie identity to culture. Mm-hmm. And there is a different culture from like African people who come like who's my friend whose parents are from Kenya. Her culture, her like culture to her blackness, her Africanness, is completely different than ties to my culture. Yeah, she grew up here in America, but she also has a lot of culture and things from her parents that her parents directly brought with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have that. My culture is black. My culture is like black American, like American pop culture. I grew up with like Cameron. Like those people that I grew up with and like <laughs> Lil Fizz and like Lil Romeo and like Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo was like fake beef that they had growing up. Like I was I was there when like Lil Bow Wow went from Lil Bow Wow to Bow Wow and then to his real name, which is like what? Shad Moss? Some, Shad Moss. See, something like that. I said Lil Bow Wow. You just don't know the way you move <laughs> so fast across, across the floor. The floor. I mean, like my mind. that means a lot to black people in america and that is my culture so i feel like Mm -hmm. i have to identify first for me as black and then african-american comes second if at all i mostly Mm -hmm. do that because like when you go and check on census like boxes you have to check check african-american but if someone was like to describe how you are just put black and i have to describe myself as black first multiple reasons because one i experienced the world as a black person like yeah. People see me as black. They don't see me and they go, oh, that boy right there, he Kenyan, he Kenyan, he's Nigerian. Oh, my. Like, no, nigga, you black. Like, they, you are perceived as black. And you have these two identities that I feel like. Um, one of them is your perception of yourself. And you're like, the, the identity that you apply to yourself and then give to the world. And then two, the identity that people, the identity that people project onto you. Mm-hmm. No one would project onto me someone who's like Nigerian or Kenyan because like that's not where I'm from. It doesn't say that. All it says for me is black. I mean, so but people, how would it say it for some like how would it say it though? Exact but um the the thing is when you look at a lot of people, like for example, you can sometimes tell an Italian person from a German person. Mm. Kinda sort of some because Italian people for the most part because they grew up in like the Mediterranean, they tend to have slightly more olive skin, tend to have slightly more like darker features, like heavier noses, heavier brows, darker hair. While Germans from the like Caucasus Mountains, which is like Eastern Europe, Northeastern Europe, have like these very like white Caucasoid features with like blonde hair. Like like do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for some part you you can kind of tell that someone is a little bit like you can see differences as long as that i mean as far as those lines but for the most part i am treated as the group of people in the community as like the population as black they don't see like even if even if i was from africa and i walked the street i would be seen as a black person 
even if I open my mouth, I'll be seen as a black person. I'm seen as black. And so part of my identity has to do with like what people project onto me and which is, I guess this also ties into like mixed race people who sometimes are like white passing. They tell you that you have to acknowledge that you're white passing because you are perceived by people to be white passing. Mm-hmm. You can identify as black and that's fine because you are black. Like you are part, if you are like half black, half white, you are partially black, you're partially white. So you can like legitimately identify with those two communities. But I personally, this is for me, this is not set in stone. This is what I feel. Mm-hmm. You cannot identify with those two cultures without also identifying that if you are white passing, that you are white passing. And because like that, that white passing is part of your identity because it has to be because you navigate the world as a white person, not necessarily as a brown person. Mm -hmm. Am I making sense? I have a friend of mine. He plays in a band. He's half black and half white. I've seen his dad. His dad is like brown as me and I'm very brown. His mom is white as paper. And he came out with like straight hair and like white features and like white skin. He can, he identifies as half black and half white, but he also acknowledges that like, I also navigate the world as a white passing person. Mm-hmm. So that is part of his identity as like a white Does passing. Does he navigate the world as a white passing person only because he- He navigates the world as white because is that, it, that is, is how it, he is perceived. Is it perceived or is it because it's easier? It's partially both. It's partially both. It's easier to navigate the world as white and like gain this sort of like upward mobility when you're yeah. white and i mean cause i know you know to pass a blanc is because it's easier and it's safer for people right and it's you know they can escape the reality uh, of being black but he definitely identifies with his blackness from what i've seen but he also acknowledges that like i am white passing and i am perceived by people in the public as white so i cannot deny that part of my identity at the same time but some people again identity is this weird thing where it's just kind of like a lot of it is self-imposed yeah like and you can't tell someone that their identities are wrong unless you're like rachel dolezal and it's like no but but like my dear you are white yeah i i think be i think growing older and learning more about yourself you become more comfortable in your identity whichever identity that is like, I don't know. I guess I would just, I guess I'd have become okay with being <coughs> black or African-American. Right. And I, I used to be, when I was growing up, I used to be okay with being identified as black or African-American. But then when I've gotten into, into discussions about people dealing with race, mm-hmm. very often they tiptoe around saying the word black by using African-American. And so I found African-American very often to be white people's way of talking about race while still trying to like be comfortable and like making it like a big deal mm-hmm. when we talk about race talk about it in like colloquial terms i am black i identify as black i never get the world as black you perceive me as black so like yeah. call me i mean i black. rarely use the term african-american exactly and like i i never use that term but to even like when i say like if i'm saying describe like, myself if i'm describing something that i go through and I'm describing like an experience. I will say as a black woman, as an African American woman, like I'll say it right after each other. Okay. Or you know, or I'll say as a black woman. But usually I'll say as a black woman, as an African American woman okay. in this world. And so then you I'll cover start both. Yeah. Both. Okay. And then I'll stop my rant. But no, I've always identified as black. 
I used to do identify as both, but then it just made me uncomfortable hearing people like use the term African American to sort of like beat around the bush of saying black as if that was an offensive. But they, I feel like they still say African American. I think in reference to black people. Because they don't want to use the word black. They don't use the word black, but they also don't want to use the word African American. They like, they like whisper it like African American. Right. And <laughs> before I like woke up, quote unquote. <laughs> Stop saying woke up. <laughs> I'm going to throw something at you. Before I got woke, uh-uh. I used to be around white people who used to kind of like, you know, when you play into like heavy into respectability politics you sort of get to get this like almost in with white people and when you mm-hmm. get into them the cool among themselves because you become that like docile black person who's mm-hmm. like not gonna like ruffle feathers like, oh you're not like normal black people exactly. you're so nice and, that, and, you're and, so and, calm. and like that's what you get or and i'm blacker than you exactly i got a tan look oh we're twins like no we're not microaggressions are real people right and so when you get into these groups with people you get to see how they sort of interact when like a black person quote unquote is not around and when we're not around they use the like very often i've heard people use the word black and so it's just like okay you, you use it around your friends so like use it in this My conversation right but like use it in this conversation about race when you're made uncomfortable like talk but again this is for me mm-hmm. this is not and i have three kind of like topics that i want to like touch on not really, but like, just want to say before we get into more of a discussion about this. Excuse me, I have to go. Um, identity is intersectional and not mutually exclusive. I guess for people don't understand. Intersectional means that you can identify as multiple things at one time, and your identities do not have to exist outside of themselves, like individually. Like there's intersectionality and for them, right? So you were saying that you identify as black and African American. And that is the example of them being like separate identities in my book because they're separate words, but separate identities, mm-hmm. but then you identifying with both simultaneously. Identity is intersectional, not mutually exclusive. Another example, my sister, I spoke to her about this, so I have like a direct quote from her. Um, Did you write it down? No, I have it in my phone. I, um, she told me that she uses the interchangeable. I'm going to read it word for word. Open quote. I kind of use it interchangeably. Like if I'm being formal and somebody asks my nationality, I say African-American. But like just between friends and stuff, I say, bitch, I'm black, end quote. And then I asked her. Mm-hmm. I, and so and then I asked her, I was like, do you identify as a black woman or as a woman and then as black? Um, like, do you rate your your identities based on relevance to you? And she said, black woman, I guess because I will always be no matter what. I, I will always no matter what be black. A woman, if I felt like like I needed to, I could change which like it's it's true and again i cannot tell her that her, her identities are wrong mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people um identify as like people will identify themselves first and strongly as black woman because i cannot separate the two of them from like myself i'm black i'm a woman i cannot separate them yeah i don't think i could separate those from myself right and so some people are like well i identify as this and that um mm-hmm. personally my identities are really complex because I've also like had a lot of time to kind of like do a lot of research and a lot of reading and kind of like think about my identities and other identities and identities that I did not know necessarily existed. So I guess my first identity is I identify as black first and foremost, because one, like it is what people see me when they see me for the first time I am seen as black. So like, I cannot deny that identity. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my next identity would be queer. I don't really identify as gay because gay comes along with, with a lot of like mainstream culture things that I'm not really here for and a lot of like internalized misogyny and kind of like it's a lot of problems that I don't identify as gay with. So I identify as queer, but that's also becoming not necessarily like where I want to align myself because I feel like sometimes queer is a little bit like recklessly rebellious where it's just mm-hmm. like I understand you want to beat the system, but sometimes you got to play the enemy at their own game to beat them. And when you try and like buck completely against the system, you kind of don't really get anywhere. And so I identify as that. So I've been kind of like hearing about this new idea that I've been reading called same gender loving, which seems like it fits a little bit more. But again, it's a little bit confusing because it's just like, I guess, but I also it gives me more leeway to kind of be like a little weird, but also like. It gives me a chance to be rebellious, but still like playing by the rules of the game and not feeling guilty about doing so. I have friends of mine who live in like hippie communes where they like share food and then go like dumpster diving for fun. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I'm not that radical yet. That would never be fun. And for like, me. I felt bad attaching myself to that sort of like queer label where a lot of people are like doing that. It felt like it came with so many expectations for me. So I like not formed a new one but sort of like changed identities identities are very fluid the more you learn the more you can identify as and yeah. then i think after that I identify as male and then probably as a feminist but again mm-hmm. it's just sort of like no one those identities can all exist at the same time they are not mutually exclusive because like all those identities shape the way that i am yeah i remember doing this kind of um this kind of exercise in my race and um what was that class called? Race and race issues or something like that. Um, where we would write down our identities and like how we identify and like why we identify. It's just like we're having this conversation right now. And I think mine was on along along the lines of like something as like being a black being a black woman who's a New Orleanian or something like that, because me being from New Orleans is very a very big part of who I am and a very big part of my identity. And it was very interesting <clears throat> to see that like the white students in the class didn't say, oh, I'm a white woman or I'm a white male. You know, it was just like, I'm a woman and I'm from here. And it's like, but all of the black students were like, or all of the students of color were like, I am a Hispanic woman. I am a black woman. Because I feel like we are taught and like, there's levels to all of this. So you're like, the more you talk about it, the more you peel back. And I think it's because we do that because there is this separation. Like white people are seen in the media, in the books, in television, on the internet, in like everything, in magazines, white people are seen as the default. And mm-hmm. you were seen as like, I don't want to say normal, but you were seen as when I say woman, I mean a white person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have to, so like make, I have to, right. I have to feel like, like I have to go and make that distinction. If I were to go on Google and search pretty women, it's come up with a bunch of white women. But for me to see a black woman, I have to search pretty black woman. They don't come up like pretty black women will not show up in the mm-hmm. Google search for women. But um, I also want to add to that, that guess my second point was identity is about experience and history and then mm-hmm. circumstance and DNA. Your identity, I feel like, comes from like the way you experience the world. Some people who may be half white, like who may be mixed race, like half white, half black, who are white passing may not identify as white. I mean, may not identify at all as black because they navigate the world completely as white. So like, I don't look black, so I just ignore that part of my identity. And like, 
I cannot deny that because like that's part of your experience. Um, history at the same time, where your parents come from, where your parents' parents come from. If you are a first-generation American, your black experience is very different from my black experience because you have these cultural ties to a land that I don't have cultural ties to and like mm-hmm. nowhere nearly as close. Yeah, I mean, but it's not like we don't have cultural ties because we choose to not have cultural ties. No, 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 I, I know. But what I'm saying <laughs> like, is that I don't have the opportunity to yeah, have that have, cultural tie. So yeah. your experience is different than mine. And like, I cannot, if someone who was born in America did not want to identify as black and would rather identify as Kenyan American, I can't tell you that that isn't true because like your culture, like what you know at home is Kenyan. Your parents are from Kenya. So they do Kenyan stuff, whatever that may be. And so Identity is a real complicated layer thing and then circumstance and DNA, where you're born and what you what, like what your DNA says. My DNA says that I am brown. I cannot deny this. Like I'm obviously brown. I can like deny it if I want to, but it's just like, okay, I can say that I'm not black, but like what am I gonna be? Aquamarine. That's not exactly. Like it doesn't like it doesn't work. And then lastly, but this is also my I feel like the first two are relatively truths in terms of identity and the third one is more so again like my personal feelings about it where identity is also about perception awareness and i was like your identity is about being like perceived how you like i mean is being aware of of how you are perceived i can identify as queer but i'm not perceived as such like i i don't go dumpster diving i'm not necessarily trying to like tear down capitalism because it's like but i got a career job like i need cap like (laughs) I I I kind not not need it, but I sort of like I live in a world where it exists. I can't deny (laughs) it. I don't have I don't have the luxury of being able to just like have a commune. Like I gotta make money. You have to be you have to have some type of privilege to be able to be like, all right, I'm gonna go live in a commune. I mean, not necessarily. You could. I mean, there has to be that sort of ability to be be able to leave. Yeah. But I think once you leave and and get to the commune, it's definitely easy to do. But then you are now separated. There are luxuries that I don't want to separate from. I don't want to give up my phone. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to let go of technology because I like it. I like technology. I like being Mm -hmm. connected on the Internet. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But if I want to do that, I cannot live on some, like, Mm -mm. faraway commune where I'm, like, off the grid and, like, I don't want to pay anyone anything. So, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I wanted to get to that. Um, My identity. Oh. Oh, nope. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, after you say that, your last little point, um, can we have people call in and tell us their identity? Yeah. Yay. Okay. So it's going to be, what's the, the oh, <laughs> the, num- <laughs> <laughs> the number to call in if you want to talk to us about your identity is 504-865-3635. 504-865-3635. So we'll be here waiting for the phone to answer and we'll talk a little bit Hit more. on my hip. Um, but my identity is developed from my environment and what I experience. Um, I grew up in 92, so I grew up like on the internet, the internet. I don't say the internet raised me, but I grew up on like AOL chat rooms and like AOL, like messenger and mm-hmm. like, and dial like, up. right. And like dial up. And, um, I don't remember if anybody remembers this website. It was called like funny junk or something like that. It was like the original vine where it just like was like silly videos. And I grew up on like MySpace and like mm-hmm. when, 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 when you be able to go and like put like glitter and stuff all over your, all over your profiles. I had and then, all like, of the animated. 
and then like hide all of your buttons. What was that? I had all of the animated things. Oh, you were that girl. You were that girl. <laughs> the worst. Glitter. And so I grew up on the internet. And so like that is sort of like shaped the way that I interact with people. And then now very recently with the internet becoming this thing that is sort of like a social justice deal. I have found new identities and better ways to identify myself through the internet. And so, again, I can't deny that, but on that same token, my parents didn't grow up with the internet. <clears throat> so they don't really use a lot, of, a lot of the language that I use, like the term intersectionality. I don't know if that means anything to my parents. I, like, I, I haven't asked them, but to me, when I hear the word intersectionality, inter, um, it tells me a lot. And my parents didn't grow up with that, so they may, for the most part, identify as African-American. I haven't asked. I don't really know. But their identity is different from mine. It is no less valid or um, more valid than mine. It's just a different identity. Like mm-hmm. I would say, I got. Um, I feel like I learned more about my identity. Or, um, I mean, you know, we're only two years apart in age, right? So I grew up with the internet and all of those lovely things you were talking about. Um, but I think a lot of my, a lot of who I, I mean, I've always been basically the same person. But me becoming more in to who the person that is sitting in front of you right now. I think I learned a lot of that from, I guess, college or, you know, learning who I am, like trying to navigate that space when after the storm hit and I live somewhere else. And it's like, I could be a totally different person or I can be the person I am now, but a better version. And, you know, that's like gaining self-confidence, going to college, meeting different people from different walks of walks of life or right. whatever, however that scene is. <clears throat> And, like, just, you know, learning different things, going through things like safe space training and, you know, being surrounded by a whole bunch of different people with different ideas. It's like, okay, well, you know, I think that helped form my identity. Um, even though I do learn a lot, a lot of new things on the Internet, but I think my interaction with people that are different from me has helped me shape who I am. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know I was as much as... Like, I can identify with feminism, you know, like, maybe a year or so ago. But, you know, I you know, I still have basically the same ideals. But, like, I can identify as a feminist now because I've learned more about it. Not, it's not just angry women or, like, burning bras. Bras, It's like, right. you know, people want an equality. Right. And I can get with that. So, you know, it's just that's learning more about it instead of going what you're told. Basically what you're told, you're brought up and told, and it's like, you learn, you meet new people, you learn different ideas, and you actually see what the things are. Like, I actually learn what feminism is and learn what being a black feminist is. You know, that's intersectionality, too. Right, right. And um, I <clears throat> I was a little bit different. <clears throat> Excuse me. My parents grew up in the 60s. Well, they were born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s. So they grew up, like, not directly after integration, but shortly after it. So they grew up in a place where being able to, like, quote unquote, talk white, act white, Mm -hmm. be respectful, pretty much playing into, like, the politics of um, respectability was not only something that they like like they had to do. They did it for survival. Like, they Mm -hmm. did it to get a job. But, like, it was necessary. Yes. They did it to, like, get a job, to feed themselves, to feed their kids. So they taught us that by us, I mean, my um, my sister and I, they taught us that because that's what they felt was a better life than what they 
grew up. They grew up knowing that like doing this and doing that was important to do. And that's partially why like I don't have that like quote unquote heavy New Orleans accent where because my parents kind of like whipped that out of us growing up. I don't see it as a negative. I'm not mad about it. It's just I've realized why they did it. I realized why my mom would tell us all the time, cuz is not a word. And then when we would be flipped and then um, respond with because, she would say because it's not a sentence. And so she, she would like, it's not yeah, it's yes. And so you just kind of like, you do it over and over and over and over and over again, conditioning. And we just picked up on like, you know how to talk the way you should talk. And then I've also done that and it's kind of turned into sort of like code switching Mm -hmm. where i put on my like white voice when i'm around white people or when i'm in a professional setting like when i go to school and then when i leave school my voice is a little bit a little bit relaxed and a little bit more quote-unquote urban and yeah like code switching even now code switching is still a viable option for survival you kind of have to do it because otherwise you're seen as one of those like lazy black people who's not doing anything to contribute to society and so it's just like oh it's just like stop oh why are you it. talking like that stop it like but why then, do you sound like that i mean i don't know it's very complicated you guys are welcome to call one more time the number is 504-865-3635 and we're on uh, crescentcityradio.com should we take a break with some music um yeah we can take a break with some music for a little bit and then we'll be back because i have another part that i wanted to some talk about some heavy things today yeah today's i don't want to call them heavy but I just like you know some, sometimes you just want to like think yeah. About your place to make you like a better person. So we're on the literate part of troll literate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, I think we tried to pack the troll up just a little bit. <laughs> we have toned the troll down. Just a smidge. Toned down. Toned it down. I went downtown to breathe through freaks. I got a job in the view with Hebrew G. I'm sugar bump, pump, 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 pump. Rum ziggies on the yum yum skunks was on the hunt for the rhythm in London once. I'm sugar bump, pump, pump. Hey, I make it jump, I jump, jump, jump. I be hippin' the hazy, it's that cool. You be rippin' the Stacey, bitch, that cute. Bitch, you're with the Manacy, bitch, that old nigga. I'll hip hop you. I be sittin' the Stacey, it's that new. I be flippin' the weak young sister soon. I be filmin' the freak, freak, in the nude. I'm up. Get it done, did it, did it, the young one fun. Come to the country, come, 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 come. 
to the come to come come come. Yum she go bun 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 yum. My bed the fun listen to no moon and chum. Hum she go bum 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 bum. Hum she go bum 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 bum. Bum diggy dum do dum yum one was on a hunt for the digits for some one one. I'm sure you're fun you're fun fun. Baby where you come you come come from. Come put your hand bum 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 bum. Come in amongst the way to become one one. Come to the come to come come. I did a laugh and walk just to 
exclusive for my dress in the house. Welcome back to Trill Literate. Welcome back to Trill Literate. Petty Mayonnaise and... Sunny D. Hey. We just had a discussion on identities and black versus being African American Mm -hmm. and sort of that whole like identity smorgasbord and how complicated and layered and complex it is. So on my long trek to the (coughs) other side of the building, (coughs) um, I was thinking about what we were talking about and thinking about why I have not put so much forth into... How um into thinking about my identity as Petty has because I think a lot of me becoming comfortable with my identity becoming comfortable with the person I am now has taken a long time for me personally because I was never really okay with who I am and now I'm perfectly fine with it because um, I'm still growing as a person but because I'm also amazing oh my god but I think a lot of me not being okay with who I am and you know how I identify myself as you know being a black African-American woman that's from New Orleans and, you know, being slightly nerdy and slightly goofy and gangly is because I've had a lot of who I am as a person thrust upon me and like, well, Dawn, you're the, 
Sonny, you're this. Right. And Sonny, you're that. And so this is who you are. This is how you should act. And so I saw all of those things about me, like me being completely quirky and completely crazy and loud and extremely extroverted as somehow bad things. So um, I have to come to terms with that growing up as a woman in this world, becoming me. Right. And again, my identities were a little bit different because I sort of, a lot of the identities that people projected onto me for the most part were right aside from the ones that were like, I used to have dreads for a little while. So of course you get the whole like gangsta and then like thug identities thrust onto you, which I don't identify with. But for the most part, even if someone were to thrust those identities onto me, I'm secure enough in my identities to know that that's not true, but also my identities are layered. Being black doesn't necessarily like tie me to any box. So yeah, I feel like there I can. Multiple right. Black people can be anything. anything. There's not one specific black person when you look them up in the dictionary. We are multifaceted people. Right. And so Hollywood. I kind of get to do what I want to do and be who I want to be. <clears throat> B A R B I E. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like Have you ever heard that commercial? Be who you want to be, B A R B I E. It's a Barbie commercial. It's a Barbie I had to commercial. stop and think of what he was spelling. Well, you got it. <sighs> um I'm somewhat intelligent, y'all. <laughs> I'm somewhat intelligent. Everyone. Um I'm I sorry. find that partially some people's confusion with identities is one because America is just such like a cluster of just like mess where it's hard for people to tie anything to themselves or anything legitimate. And by people, I mean black people. But because there really is no universal black culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People who grew up in Africa grow up very differently than people who grew up in America. People who grow up, Black people who grew up in Britain grow up completely different from America. But the only thing, though, when I was thinking about this, my question was, does it exist? And if it does, is it? some sort of like flipped version of american culture because america's biggest export is entertainment our biggest thing that we send to other countries is not bananas or diamonds or like oil or gas it is entertainment american pop culture is like pop culture of the world everyone is with their eyes glued to american culture and so you inevitably like influence other places and so my question is like would America, would America, African American culture be considered the like dominant culture? Is that like very like America centric way of me to think? Is it true that African American culture is the dominant American culture? No, no, it's like the the universal Black culture. Uh huh. I feel like would be African American culture. If not, it has a very strong influence because people in people in Africa know the what are those vine like. You know what I mean? That was from America, like that's black American kids influencing kids from other places. Mm-hmm. And entertainment influences the culture where people live, right? Yeah. So does that does that mean that African that I mean African American culture, black culture is the dominant worldwide black culture? Mm-hmm. Am I making a stretch? I feel it's still stretching only because it's not saying that other cultures don't exist, but I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah, we yeah, I know. heavily influence other black cultures because black people 
You imitate what you see on TV. It's natural. It's a natural thing. And so when all you see on TV or most of what you see on TV, on the internet, in media, big media stories, fun things that people are doing, when you see them as like African-American people, you're bound to imitate them. On fleek was a word that like flew across the world, but was started by American, like black American teenagers. That's black American like pop culture mm-hmm. that has reached to other black but cultures and other places. But would that make it necessarily dominant or would it be because the Internet is a fast moving kind of place? Like if we were not in the age of the Internet, would that necessarily <clears throat> have gotten to other people? No, because we isolated. But because we are no longer isolated through the Internet, Nigerian culture, it exists like it's a thing but it does not have the reach that American black culture has. You know, like, does, do my, am I making sense? Not trying to shit on Nigerians. I really hope I'm not, like, upsetting anyone, but am I making sense? Like, I see, I see what you're saying, but I feel like... I, I can go and watch, like, um, Nigerian movies, and, like, they, they probably are not... Uh, probably, but there are some, like, pretty good ones. They just are not things that are, like... If I were to go and ask the kids in my class, have any of y'all seen any, like... Um, movies from Nigeria, they would go, no, we haven't. But if I go to Nigeria and then I ask a kid, do you know if I said on fleek, what does that mean? Nine times out of ten, they would know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong in thinking that? I feel like black culture has, like African-American culture has influenced other cultures, other black cultures. Black kids in Britain know what I'm talking about when I say on fleek. Yeah, I well... Okay, so we're talking about black culture and pop culture. Okay, so black culture, start like, saying bye, Felicia. We all know that comes from Friday, right? right. And then somebody decided to start saying bye, Felicia, again, right. in 2015, 2014, whatever year that started. And then that went from some young black kids on the internet, and then it also just went to young white kids on the internet. So it wouldn't necessarily be people around the world in imitating black people black americans or would they just be imitating white americans because white americans are imitating black americans right but i still feel like at the core of it is black american culture mm-hmm. the like dominant black culture across the world mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong answer i mean it could be no i'm just like i just yeah feel, i mean i, I don't just, have any i don't have I an answer for you it. it's a very interesting question <clears throat> i don't i honestly don't have an answer have you heard this thing called the transatlantic <laughs> the transatlantic loop Slightly. It's not to deal with slavery, but it has to deal with, like, the influence of cultures upon one another. So mm-hmm. I'm not denying it. Like, there's there's definitely... Because there's also been influence of African culture on American culture. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of very heavily in music and in dress, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But in, like, music and clothes, African culture heavily influences American culture. But there's, off, there's obviously some, like, reverse. <clears throat> so it's just... The, um, transatlantic loop is this theory where black people in jazz who started like cool jazz picked up a lot of influences from Congo music mm-hmm. to kind of like do cool jazz um, and that whole music style and all of that. And then that cool jazz then influenced people like um, Fela Kuti who did a lot of like Afrobeat music where you kind of combine this jazz music with like African rhythm and so you get this influence and then you have like the like re comeback, I guess, whatever it's called, 
where black american music hip-hop in particular has pulled like african drums like beyonce and like grown woman pulled like drums from africa and the entire video was very like africa heavy and <clears throat> but then you also have like black hip-hop music influencing african music african mm -hmm. hip-hop music hip-hop is like a decidedly american thing i feel like it's very um very american Right, Very it's black it's, it's mm -hmm. black American, and like there's like there are rappers, people who rap in like Nigeria. So there's definitely, mm -hmm. I feel like this transatlantic loop is a thing, and does that sort of influence like, what is is there a driving force? Is there one of them like above the other? I feel like American culture only slightly because there is so much reach. I feel like the internet is based in America, like. Mm -hmm. the birthplace of the internet is like based in america a lot of american companies facebook is american youtube is american apple is american iphones are the best-selling phones like on the planet that's an american thing mm -hmm. vine is american black kids take over things like vine and twitter tumblr is an american thing i mean there's black twitter that everybody is on across the world so there mm -hmm. has to be like americans have to be the ones who are sort of like pushing american culture the most people everyone knows beyonce she is the like taylor swift everyone knows who those people are that's american culture mm -hmm. i feel like american culture has to be the, the the driving force and black young teens are the driving force behind american pop culture mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you can't admit we, i can see that the like slang that happens All we come time. up it's it's black it's young black kids the kids that like the, the the kids that i teach like miley cyrus did not invent twerk no no it was it's young black kids creating these like, like <laughs> this stuff that we are like spewing out to the world i don't know it's just interesting to like think about mm -hmm. identities and how like how deeply it all like again there are layers to this it all like falls apart and then an onion. you think about <clears throat> a lot of the way black people sort of like group together where we never truly let go of that whole tribe mentality quote-unquote of like pre-colonial the continent of africa where we were divided up by tribes in africa and we come here and we kind of do it the same way in the u.s we don't really have those like ethnic tribal lines for us to um divide ourselves up on but black people from new jersey are very different from black people in new orleans like people in the seventh ward are different than black people from the West Bank. So like you have these sort of like cultural ties to different areas and people like represent those communities very like hard. Mm -hmm. People from from seven ward like that is their home. That is their community. Like this is their tribe. You come in and encroach on it. They will resist like very much like tribes did. People in New Orleans do that same thing with people from, not it's the same thing, but like there's definitely that protection of like home. We are still both black, but we have decidedly like different cultures. Jersey music is different than bounce music, mm -hmm. but they're both like music that are like indicative to these two like, I call them tribes. And then you have, again, when you go smaller and smaller, like when you break it down for Uptown and like West Bank, New Orleans, you have like black people, you have these sort of like micro tribes that exist. And yeah. you never really get rid of these sort of like tribe mentalities that black people have amongst each other. But, and I don't know, it's I interesting mean, to think about. would that be the same about. thing as when you're 
a black when you're like <clears throat> a young when you're like the only black person somewhere you see another black person and you grab it exactly you 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 kind of just like you do the nod right the you nod and then you slowly the, walk to like each other like the black man nod is one of the most respectful and like <laughs> It's one of the most like filling non-verbal forms of communication to me because it's just like I acknowledge your presence. You acknowledge my presence. I acknowledge that you are black and I acknowledge that we have like this, excuse me, set of set of experiences to like bond us together. There's this mm-hmm. sort of like quick second of like, oh, my God, my oh, my goodness, my brother, you are here with me. Like it's kind of. It's it's like it's warming to see that. It's warming to have kids like walk up to me. I work at like a a predominantly black school. And so it's nice to have kids like walk up to me and then go like what's up or like kind of, or, or like sort of like nod their heads where like when I worked at at schools before the kids are not as like black kids are just warmer in general to like other black people. Like it's super appreciated. Mhm. Well, black people are just warmer in general to Thank black you. people. We're more of we're more of a community kind of people. I mean, we have to, we have to be, we have to stick exactly. together. Exactly, exactly. Because if we don't do it, like, who's gonna do it for us? <laughs> or who is going not? It's like when you go to somebody's house, they mama be like, "Oh, baby, you ate." No, I did not eat. Please, thank you. I'm ready. <laughs> and you be like, "No, I didn't eat. I, yeah, I ate." I'm oh like, yeah, no, no, I'll make you some food anyway. All right. right. All right. Um, the next topic I want to sort of get into <laughs> when we touched on it was talking about um, black people and wearing clothes. There was a story that I read. And black people and wearing clothes. <laughs> and wearing, I talked about like wearing like tribal clothes. This leads into, I saw this article that I read, mm-hmm. I skimmed it for a quick second, where this lady said that she was looking through African, through Afro-punk pictures, and saw a lot of uh, black American people in Brooklyn, New York, wearing like tribal print shirts, tribal print dresses, septum rings, and sort of like certain types of earrings and having their hair a certain way and these sort of like painted masks and masks and things on. And she was kind of outraged because she was saying that black people are appropriating African culture. And I wanted to know, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't think that makes any sense. But the picture that set her off, the one picture... Was that- you? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I was cute. No, the one picture that set her off was a picture of four people. Um, three out of the four people were actually African. Um, I don't think she knew that. No. She, but she went in. Um, okay, so I also read read the article as well. I mean, wait, did you have something else to say before I start talking? No, 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 go ahead. Um, the is going to follow me. No, it's good. I also read the article as well and you know she says a part in a part of the article she says you know wearing um certain things that are for certain traditional you know certain special occasions and you know people are just wearing i mean like like that part i can understand like i can understand you know me being a sometimes catholic if i see somebody wearing a rosary as a necklace i'm just like yo right that's not what that's for but like i can understand her saying okay well you're wearing this thing and this is not for this specific purpose okay cool i'm not going to wear this traditional thing that's for a wedding to the club I, I, right you can tell me that i will understand and be like okay girl i'm sorry i will keep the sorries at home <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry boo um but it's like, or if she was talking about one specific outfit, like I can understand, I can even understand her saying, you know, wearing African prints has become very trendy. Like, yes, it's become um, 
a big trend in fashion to so wear African prints because they're, in my terminology, they're bright and unapologetic. Un- right. Apolo- mm. Unapologetic. Yes. Got it. Got it. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see. I can even kind of see that point you're trying to make. You know, it's trendy or whatever. But I do not think, as an African American, I can appropriate African culture because, like, where did I just fall out of thin air into America? Did right. I just plopped out? Right. I plopped from America sky. America birthed me from the sky. <laughs> from the earth of <laughs> from America. From the earth, I just popped out, you know. There's and... amber waves of grain. <laughs> <laughs> Purple Mountain's Majesty just popped right. me out. And it's like, and I've also read a lot of rebuttal art- articles as well. And it's like where, and it's like um, African Americans don't just come out of thin air, you know, we share the same ancestors. Right. And it's like, what, and it's and it's just like okay so i have i'm black american and i have you know these lovely white people telling me that i'm too black or too african and then i got these african people, people telling me i'm not, not black, black enough. enough and i'm just like where yeah. am i supposed to be like where am i supposed to go and it's like i i grew up in america i grew up in a country where the history that is about me as a per, you know this this lovely black woman you got sitting in front of you right is, <laughs> i don't know about lovely but right it's completely it's completely washed out and completely watered down and you know as i said last time black people only exist from slavery from the boat ride over from the boat ride you know that lovely cruise ship (laughs) that they put us on the carnival majesty (laughs) (laughs) we only exist from the cruise ship is that the door hello <laughs> I don't know. Go answer it. Go ahead. We only exist from slavery to the civil rights movement, and we disappear, and then we come back in 2015. Like right. that's how we ex- that's how we exist in history. We exist in the history books from page 264 to page 274, and that covers everything you need to know about Black people. Exactly. And so this is the only part of my identity and part of my culture that I know is that. Oh, we were slaves and they were mean to us. And then Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King came and they saved us and we're happy people. Like nothing, nothing else because Go ahead. nothing else is known. We don't know anything else about ourselves because it was all wiped away. We weren't allowed to know about ourselves. Right. It was all taken, excuse me, I'm sorry, taken, taken from us and wiped away from our brains. Just like, you know. We were forced to become Christian and learn English and learn English and, you know, (laughs) work the land (laughs) and literally build this country upon our backs. It like literally, literally. I don't. Is somebody knocking on the window? I don't know this. Okay. (laughs) Y'all. There's someone outside pacing. I'm just like, I'm here to do a radio show. So I'm like, can you please? Yeah, so it's like, you know, I can kind of understand some of her sentiments, but I do not agree with her. And, And it's just like. The other thing is just like this one woman, this one woman won't come and make all of Go ahead. Should we like go to music break to figure out what's going on? No, no. (laughs) It's like this one woman comes to like cause all this ruckus. (laughs) Right. Cause all this ruckus. And it's just like, why are we putting so much? And it's like, shouldn't it be seen as a good thing for African-Americans who don't know? Like, I don't have the ability to know. Not every African-American 
is has the ability to do African Ancestry. I'm going to, by the way. I want to too. I'm gonna do it. Let's do it for next week. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> a like, casual hundred dollars <laughs> payment. Isn't a hundred dollars? You're like a teacher. You have salary. Oh no, no, Don't not to benefits? just like blow like that. That's not coming under Medicare. <laughs> Excuse That's me. That's not a medical expense. Excuse me, can I get, you know, my tonsils checked out and also oh, my ancestry? So, so. <laughs> While you back there, can you, like, take a scrap of DNA and, like, run some genetic tests? Like, I, I know you were just testing to see if I have mono, but... But, more you, importantly... <laughs> test my ancestry. Can you text where my mama is from? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, not everybody has that ability. Not everybody can... That's a privilege. It is a very it's a very big privilege, you it's know? It's a privilege. And then to say, like, this privilege does not exist up until, what, five... Years? Maybe five years ago? Yeah. Like, Let's even, give it ten for the science existing. Yes. <laughs> like, even, you know, Ancestry.com for just, like... Everybody wasn't exist didn't exist for a while. Thank you. So it's like, where, you know, I don't have the fortunate ability to know exactly where I am from, where like where my family is from in Africa. Like, I know up until where my dad is, like great great grandfather or something is from. Right. I don't know, but like I don't I don't get to I don't have the ability to know all that. So for you to come and basically and you're kind say, of like grasping at straws. Yeah, I'm grasping at straws, and it's like, you know, as I'm getting older and unlearning what I was taught in school and unlearning to push away from, you know, who I am as a black person in America, you know, I'm unlearning that. I'm learning more about myself. Like you said, like you've learned things from the Internet. So it's like I'm learning more about myself and where I could possibly have come from. Right. And I'm identifying with a part of me that has I've been told that it's not a good part to know. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm... I'm not making sense. I um not making so sense. So I <laughs> arrived at my feeling about this in two steps. Okay. When I Number first one. when I first heard it, it was a black are black Americans appropriating African culture and I was like, Excuse me, what? And then I thought about it and she was like, you know, people wearing I, I didn't read the entire article, I just heard snippets of it about black people wearing African print clothes for like trendiness and then i was like oh well it's kind of true like you do have black people like wearing these clothes who are not tied to these cultures wearing these like religious or sort of like culturally important fabrics wearing them like as a bikini top (laughs) as a dress as a mini skirt covered in shoes and it's just like a car fabric wasn't necessarily meant for that when people created it and so, in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe this is true. The lady talked about septum piercings, which I had no idea had ties to, like, black culture like that. I assume there was a span all, cult, like, a lot of cultures. And there's a tribe in Africa where, like, the people wear, like, septum rings. And so I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's true. Because there is a culture there that I don't, that I don't know. Like, there is a culture and... One, I hate to use the word African because, like, you're just talking about Africa as, like, the entire continent. But, excuse me, Africa as, like, the collection of countries, talking about it as, like, a collection of countries, not as this, like, one entity. I can't tie myself to Ghana. I can't tie myself to Nigeria. I can't tie myself to Sierra Leone. I can't tie myself to the Democratic Republic of Congo. So... If I'm wearing something that is like very important to those cultures, it's sort of cultural appropriation because as an American, you do have this sort of like 
mobility and like privilege that other poor African countries don't have. And that's why I thought uh, that's why I thought before I saw a video today talking about the same thing where it talked about this lady saying, yes, it is true. Some black people can appropriate African culture, but the problem is your source is not necessarily seeing seeing people walk down the street, but you're looking at pictures of a festival for black people in New York City in Brooklyn. So it's just like New York City is a city of immigrants. Mm-hmm. You have no Brooklyn is a like suburb of like immigrants. You have no idea who the people in those pictures one they could be first generation immigrants. They could be mm-hmm. like first generation kids of immigrants. And the picture she's off of sub, four, three out of the four people are, are from Africa. Right. And <laughs> like so they, it's like you cannot tell from African a picture. Or first generation. Oh, girl, I can see it in your eyes. You're definitely from yeah. Sierra Leone, girl. You're not. You're from America. And so it's just like there's a problem in that. The problem is you assume that the people you're talking about are not from those countries, but also even if even if I were from America and we're like a fifth generation Nigerian, if that culture stuck so strongly with my mm-hmm. family through all that time, I could identify as I as Nigerian American. It all has to do with identity. And so if I identified as Nigerian American, you can't tell me that me wearing this robe or like wearing this shirt or wearing this like dashiki or whatever, it's like not from my culture because one you're not interacting with me in person to person basis you have no idea yeah, what like, my story is I'm not some young young white kid from the midwest wearing thank a native american you. headdress <laughs> thank you <laughs> like and the people who you saw with the dots on their faces you have no idea if they are like practicing like santeria which is like a derivative of like ancient like african um yoruba religion and culture so it's just like take a chill pill Mm-hmm. You can you have a right to be frustrated if you come across black people who are wearing those clothes to be trendy and mm-hmm. not necessarily with any sort of like cultural reverence or cultural ties to that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like as a person that went to Afropunk, right? Um, Afropunk is a very specific group of people Afro-punk. and a very huh. You said Afropunk. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no, it's funny. Go ahead. Leave me alone. I'm from New Orleans. Dawn's country saying of the week, Afro Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Go What's ahead. What's my name? Mm. 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 Keep going. It's a very specific set of people and a very specific group of people. Like I went and I was um I was wearing African parent things that was made by Janice Hagerl. Um, but it's like I feel like that. I like African print things because those things, those prints like speak to me and I feel like I can connect more to them and like, you know, where they're from and things like that and how they're worn and, you know, adornments and adorning my body like the beautiful African women that I see on television or, you know, because those women to me idolize what it is to be a beautiful woman. Right. So, um, so I feel like I would not, the outfits that I wore at Afropunk I would not feel comfortable wearing them here in New Orleans because I would get lots of side eye and lots of, oh, you trying to be African? <laughs> oh, what you doing? Why are you wearing that? Nothing chilling at the holidays. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Afropunk is a very specific situation, a very specific group of people where a lot of people feel very comfortable in who they are and expressing themselves in a way that they cannot do in the normal world. Right. As 
young black alternative people. Okay. Um. Don't okay me like that. No, okay isn't like I agree with what you're saying. Like, like I, I, I can't deny it because what you're saying is, it's true. It's legitimate. There's like a, a l- legitimate reason for it. I <clears throat> am. I'm wearing right now a pair of pants that my grandma made that have this like ridiculous wild pattern on it and wildly made. People <laughs> They're think like hammer pants. it's kind of like ha- like like hammer pants that are like cinched at the ankle. People call them African print, but I can look at it and tell that it's not African it's print. Not African, it no. looks very like it looks South like, yeah, America. Yeah, like South American, very... If that. Mm, yeah. It could just be like geometric crap on the Let pair of Let me see, pants. stand up. Yeah, I wouldn't say they were African print. I would say it's very South American, American. very like, I don't know, some Yucatan put in Right, kind of and shit. like... <laughs> That's not South America, by the way, y'all. <laughs> the Yucatan isn't in South America? Mm-mm, that's in Mexico. That's South... Okay, so you mean South, South America. I mean, like, yeah, like... Okay, I thought you Peru, meant... Peru, Brazil. Got it. Okay, not Central America. No. <laughs> okay. But it's also just like... But I do understand... But I'm also... Well, I'm, I'm going to tell that to say that I'm used to people staring at me, so it's just like... I had green hair, like a head of green hair for a second. My hair is currently lilac. Right, and I, so it's, it's just, just like... <laughs> stairs i'm just like okay i'm kind of over it by now i mean and i did go to afropunk to also be cute right. so you know it's a two-sided coin it's yeah it's a double-sided coin a but double-sided i mean coin. i could have gotten my clothes made out of anything these <laughs> um d- discussions are not for us to sort of like oh be sad about being black and do this and do that and make yeah. sure you identify as what but it's more so it's interesting to sort of like see how other get people these see us. discussions out because the more you get to discuss them the better you are equipped to talk to people about things yeah like i feel like she could have used that as a teaching moment like that would have been a great teaching moment mm-hmm. like i learned that one of the fabrics that I, one of the patterns that i had on um was a flag and i was like oh that's great like and the guy talked to me about it and we had a conversation like you know like i learned about you know what i was wearing which you know you know i'm i'm only human I'm right. ignorant in some things, and I can always there's always learn. room to learn, room to grow. I don't claim to know everything. Like I'm, yeah, I don't know everything. I'm ignorant. I'm only I'm 25. Fine. <laughs> I'm only 23, and like I'm dumb. I don't know everything, <laughs> and like I'm always down to learn more. Yeah, I'm always down to because the the more you know, the better of a person you are. The more you sort of grow. like understanding, right? The more you grow, the better you are at like understanding excuse me who people are the more that i read about like women and like how they interact and like how they they navigate the world the better feminist that i became so you can never like that's why i said the internet for me is one of the best places yeah like you have to like literally like dig through trash but once you find these treasures it's just like oh it all makes sense now like and also in one of the rebuttal articles that i read it was like you know it was, some, it was some treasure in there. Um, I can't remember who wrote it. I don't know if it was a guy or girl. I'm sorry. Uh, but they were like, you know, this is not a time to like, it's a time, like we should be coming together as people right. of the same ancestry. It's like, this is not the time to draw lines. To split apart. Because split apart. when we do that, white people will forever like strip or kick <laughs> around us into oblivion. And it's just like, what are, if we cannot be together as a group of black people, <laughs> right? Like we cannot. And again, I really like, I have, there, I have, My I feel, text me some stuff I feel weird about using that phrase because whenever I use the phrase of like 
black people need to work together to get accomplish this goal. I don't really think you you mean like in the if we killing ourselves and no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but at the like same that. time, whenever I say stuff like they're not going to like help us, so we gotta help ourselves. It sometimes feels a little bit like respectability politics yeah. coming into play. But what I mean is that just like black people, we have realized by now. We are not going to like get what we what we need anytime soon. I don't want to start talking about like reparations right now, but <laughs> we don't we do not have we will not be getting anytime soon what we need. So you kind of have to make it your own when you can support a black business, black businesses. You need to step it up. I have been to so many black black businesses who've just been like really like half-assed and just kind of like well we're a black business so we'll get support and like they do but it's also just like but y'all we gotta step the quality of what we're doing like it needs to be stepped up i watch these vines sometimes and i'm i'm not saying don't be silly and dumb on the internet but like if these kids took half of that energy into making some like jesus some constructive stuff like these kids could go buck wild and like <laughs> create some amazing media mm-hmm. but we really don't like uh, i just want us all as a community to just like create some like cute black stuff i want to <laughs> see a black version of happy days i want to see a black version of modern family i want to see a well, black version of modern family is kind of blackish kind of but like there needs to be more people i want to see like <laughs> black people be like regular i want to see black lives normalized like empire is nice and i appreciate it as a tv show but it's just like these people are so wealthy on empire. <laughs> like i don't have that kind of money even on blackish like i grew up middle class i'm pretty sure i feel like you grew up sort of middle class too and it's just mm-hmm. like but like blackish is still like upper middle class the cosby show was upper middle class the fresh prince is upper middle class I feel like the the most regular show that I, that I remember seeing on TV it's might have family been matters. Family Matters. To me, I didn't connect with it because I think as a kid, I mean, because he was a cop and she was a teacher, huh? I don't even know, but I mean, those are my parents' occupations. But I think at that <laughs> same time, something about that family I just could not connect with. I think because I was also a kid, and so Steve Urkel was like the protagonist of the show and was completely older than me. The only other people in that show who were kids were like those two kids who came around every now and then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only shows that I really identify with heavily were The Proud Family and That's So Raven because they were, like, kids mm-hmm. my age doing things that were my age and, like, a regular working middle-class family. And I want to see more TV shows like that. I want to see more regular stuff. The Boondocks. That was one of the more like regular contemporary TV shows that I had seen in a long time. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated it for being like relatable to me. But again, I want to see more shows where it shows like poor kids, like being regular kids. Like like Everybody Hates Chris was such a good TV show for like non-middle class, non-rich kids. I hate calling them poor kids because I hate that word. But again, that could be me just being uncomfortable. But like mm-hmm. kids from a, a lower um, socio economic class being able to like see themselves and see things that their parents did on tv like see their parents working two jobs and like doing this and doing that and like having fun i want to see that kind of stuff i want these kids i feel like 
to make that on TV. And but again, it's hard because we don't get the funding to do that. Yeah, and it's so like it's just in like, order for that to happen, we have to get black f- people on TV in general, and then also for it to not just for not for it to not be seen as a black show, for it to be seen as a, a TV, TV show. show. Like it has to be like we are at step negative two, two. and we need and to i'm get... talking about step 20 stuff so yeah like, you you ahead of yourself I'm a, and like, <laughs> but like i can have my pipe dreams right i just want to have my pipe we all dreams. have hood dreams i just want black people to like just be cute and carefree and just like uh, doing whatever like just yeah be cute and on the internet are, and on we, tv we are trying to be cute and it's like you know there's a lot of steps and it's like we're all trying to find a commonality as people and i feel like this one lady and her little article was just like Mm-mm, ma'am and you ever heard of gazi you look like yeah gazi he, was not having it he i feel tripp- conflicted about him yeah i feel conflicted too but he was not having her <laughs> yeah I, I didn't see Did it but see sometimes that? he just gets very like god gazi his name used to be um Gazi Kozo, I follow him on Instagram. I think I'm subscribed to his videos on YouTube, so I see them a lot. I like I do support him, but sometimes I'm just like, yo, you really like sometimes, sir, you get a little bit too much for me. <laughs> Whereas just like just chill a little bit. <laughs> like I'm he's here for black supremacy. I'm not in my black journey there just yet. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not necessarily wanting black people to be like the number one dogs. I'm but again, I'm 23. I'm like still like I'm relatively like brand new to like social justice. I'm not brand new to being black, but I'm brand new <laughs> to sort of like I think I'm like three or four years deep into like heavy social justice learnings. And so it's like it's still fresh. I'm still learning. So you never know. Maybe in like a year or so I might be like. Like people are number one and like I might be like super like that. But as of right now, I'm just sort of like, let me get better with like <laughs> understanding the ways that like white supremacy has impacted me in ways that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Because that that Katrina revelation that I had last week was a like relatively new realization for me just like talking about life. Mm-hmm. And so the more I know, the like better I do at like doing stuff. And so I'm not counting it out. But sometimes I'm just like I'm not that aggressively there i remember i think i wanted to he talked about us needing to like get guns and like weaponize ourselves i'm just like that's asking for a lot <laughs> i'm not trying to get a gun just so yet you but be a black panther <laughs> i'm not mm-mm, keep guns where they belong <laughs> okay so hopefully my friend Naila rico who is extremely intelligent and extremely wonderful human being I don't know. Do you know Nayla? No. Um, but I was asking her because I want her to call in, but she got a baby. She got motherly daughters. Oh, my God. I, you know, she's in, she, she got stuff to do with her life. Real things. So I asked her what her thoughts were, and the first thing she texted me, I hope she doesn't mind me reading it, but I'm going to read it anyway, is that she thinks that when you study the African diaspora, you learn about the deeper cultural connection that black people across the globe have to Africa, and that it's horrible to suggest that us re-identifying with our true selves anything other than a natural cycle of self-identification. Right. And she said that. And I was like, girl. That's true. That's true. That's true. But see, I'm not as good with my words or as good with my thoughts as Naila or my roommate Maha is oh my God. when talking about this. Because Maha and I were having a conversation about it. I also wanted her to call in, too, but she might be asleep. I don't know. Um, but I, we were having a conversation about it. And the way that she can articulate her idea 
is what I'm thinking in my head, but I can't say it out loud. So a lot of the times when Petty and I are sitting here talking, especially today, is he's talking and I'm listening, but I can't articulate uh, how I'm thinking in my head. And I also forget that we're on the radio and that I have to engage in conversation <laughs> with him. So you just hear me going, mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm actually listening, but it's like, oh, wait, you have to talk as yeah. well. I've also have like been thinking about this and I've like written all this down. So I'm yeah, definitely like, and- I'm here with the... Yeah, and like I read it, and when I was having a conversation with Maha, I was like, I should write this down <laughs> as we're having the conversation. But I was like also tired from editing 300 pictures. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think the consensus. Read. That's all I say. Hmm? Do your reading. I it feel like that, that's, that's and my one. It's like, don't my come wanna... at us with cultural appropriation when you kind of really are kind of misusing the term, I feel. Right. And it's like, but, I mean, you pointed it as, you know, African-American being a dominant culture. But in actuality, what, what dominant culture are we, ma'am? Like, cultural appropriation is a dominant culture taking on something and claiming it as our own. We're not claiming it. One. Right. We're I'm not, not claiming, claiming it, it as, as my own. own. I'm not a dom- What dominant culture am I, ma'am? Please let me know. Right. But I'm not saying, oh, this is my fabric. And I'm- no. Again, I am not some Midwestern child at Lollapalooza with a head with a Native right. American headdress on. And I just want to say one more time that like when I was talking about the African versus well, versus black culture appropriation thing, I wasn't saying that American culture is better or higher up than African culture. I'm just like paying yeah. attention to Yeah, oh no, I was saying of, you were saying okay. the same thing. No, I was no, just no, afraid that people were like, he likes America more than Africa and it's like, no, I don't. Absolutely <laughs> not. We're kind of American by default. Right. I'm American <laughs> because I have to identify as American because ain't nothing else. But I was just n- noting on, on like what I see based on the internet. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm completely right. Again, y'all, it was just me like, that lady got, got us all fucked up right now. She definitely does. <laughs> and it's like Full everyone's, circle every, up. everyone's coming for her, as they should. And it's just like, ma'am, you opened a can of worms that you were not prepared for. Because you were not prepared for us to come back and be like, girl. Do you know that she's also British? The lady who got angry is like not even a black American. So it's like, number one, British racism <laughs> and their identi- and identities with blackness is completely different than mm-hmm. America. So number one, you need, like you don't even have a dog in this fight. <laughs> like number you don't like you, like you bought a collar, but you have no dog. <laughs> like yeah, you're black, but like you're not American nor you like African. So well, she, she's where is she? I from? mean, she's first generation. I have no idea. I think it's um I don't know. I want to say wrong, but she's first generation African in Britain. Oh well, I stand corrected. You brought a collar into this fight. You're a black, brown-skinned, melanated. Oh, yeah, she's a black lady. Yeah, but you are not American. Yeah. So don't talk to me about... Let me say it in your own language. Don't talk to me <laughs> about what you're going to do and what you're upset about. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe next year. Maybe Go never. Go to Afropunk. Sorry. Maybe never. I don't um, know her name. And do not base your entire interpretation of black people in america off of 15 pictures you saw off on of the one internet. picture you saw on the internet. internet on the internet one picture baby thank you i will you. go to new orleans on you um, um she got us all fucked up i'm not here for it i want to get before we leave because we have 15 minutes so i want to get to this um our least troll moment of the week <laughs> okay wait. goes to damon waynes Oh my god! And I want to call him out for a second. Oh, so it's Leisha Mama Kui and I, I call, call you out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he did an interview on Breakfast Club with Angela Yee, Charlamagne, who was a mess. Envy. Yeah. He's talking about Bill Cosby and was saying sort of like, um, talking about Bill Cosby and like these allegations of rape and then like pretty much called the women who claimed that Bill Cosby raped them, raped them, unrapeable. I'm just like, excuse me? Like, Mm -hmm. he said, and I quote, um, he assumed that Cosby was too old for sex. Cosby's like 78 years old. And then these women told, he told these women goodbye and then they retaliated. And that they were all at some point in relationships, right? Right. His response was, bye, bitch. And then they're like, oh, really? Rape, Wayne said. Some of them, it's unrapeable. I look at them and no, you don't want that. Get out of here. Get up and get out of here. Um, and if he had a daughter, he would have, and Bill Cosby had done that, he said, I would have killed Bill Cosby. But just looking at it, I just don't believe it. I think it's a money hustle. And it's like, how, what money? You do realize that it's too late for these women to get any money from Bill Cosby. They can't get, like, it's too late for them to even bring him to trial. Like, it's too late. These women are bringing it up because Bill Cosby needs to be called out. That is disgusting. I don't care if he is, like, what was his name in Cliff Huxtable? He Cliff Huxtable. I don't care. Those are two separate people, by the way, everyone. (laughs) I don't care if you are a doctor. I don't care if you were people's dad on the internet. You are a serial rapist. You drugged women and then raped them. Like, that's not okay, period, point blank. I don't care who you are, how much money you make, how cool you think you are, how important you are to people. Like, that's not okay, period. At all. Wasn't it like 30 plus women? 50 plus? 50? 50. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot of women. 30 might be a stretch. I feel like I saw a picture that was like 25. Really? And I was like, like that's a whole classroom. Like, that is an entire classroom of people. I mean, because then Bill Cosby's old. That's disgusting, and it is. He and then he he goes on to, to talk about. But he, okay, what? what the fuck does unrapeable mean? Like, who knows? Who knows? He, what does that even who knows? mean? Like even it even, was. I I, even, I don't understand. It's even, this gross men and misogyny and like these ownership over women's so bodies. Like you can only rape women if they're seeing, attractive. Thank you, and people not seeing women as like legitimate respectful worthy human beings and that is disgusting and it's just like how did excuse me you think that they're trying to get money from how dare you like equate someone's rape story to that and then he goes on to talk about how they don't do this to like woody allen and all that and then it's like yeah they don't because they're white it's not because it's bill cosby but like that's just white people are given many a many a chances Mm mm-hmm Woody Allen is a perfect example. He is still, I think, married to his daughter. He's gross. And it's just like, He's people gross. are going to watch his movies. No, thank you. And it's just like, yo, they get chance after chance after chance. And like, yes, Bill Cosby's a terrible person. He needs to be prosecuted. He needs to pull all his TV shows. He needs everything to happen. This Duggar kid, the one who like raped his like younger sisters, I think it was. Molested, or, like, molested younger them. sister. Mm-hmm. And it it's on. just like, how are y'all still trying to justify this? Like, no, it's not okay. Or it's like, you know, the, the subway dude. And it's like, everyone's like, well, Jared from Everyone Subway's was talking about that, this. but I don't know what he did. Um, Jared from Subway. Uh, is is he in jail? He's been... Um, oh, my God. Locked up. Won't <laughs> let me out. He's not, I don't think he's in jail yet. <laughs> um, but there's been charges brought against him for child pornography and... Um, there was a kid who got arrested when I was in, in college for child pornography. And it was so weird. 
Yeah, and for like in college. for him having sex with children. Um, and everybody's like, well, nobody's saying anything about Jared, but everybody's saying something about Bill Cosby. Okay, look, here's the thing. Both that doesn't these, excuse... But, sorry. But hold on. Stupid people in the world. Both of these men are horrible. Second thing. No one cares about Jared from Subway because he's Jared from Subway. Bill Cosby... Is Bill... Is, like, Bill Cosby is an institution. Hot, thank you. Doesn't <laughs> he have, like, honorary degrees? He does. Like and him doing great things from people for people and for Black America does not stop the fact that he's a rapist. Sorry. Thank you. Like you still suck. You still did that. <laughs> like period. Point blank. Yeah, so I don't like, care that you. How come you... Jared's not being prosecuted like Bill Cosby? It's because like, he's who... white. Because he's white and who cares about Jared from Subway? Yes, he's a deplorable human being. He deserves to go to jail. He deserves to be put under the jail. Right. But it's like, he, he, it's it's like he. <laughs> It's like a celebrity and like Z celebrity right now. Right, but even at the same time, he has no impact. The fact on that my we're talking life. about Bill Cosby does not negate what's going on with Jared. People, does people, not. people can talk about problems independently of yes. one another. Like we can focus like people, on one thing at one time. Just because I'm saying that Bill Cosby sucks does not mean that Jared doesn't suck. It's just that Jared also sucks in addition to Bill Cosby, in yeah. addition to Woody Allen, in addition to Ray Rice, in addition to Michael Vick. Like let's go on. In, in addition. addition to David Hasselhoff, in, a dif- in addition to Chris Brown, I don't want to do that, but in addition to Caitlyn Jenner and her fake, like, I don't want to go there. Her her fake stance on marriage. Thank you. And her, like, her whole, like, girl, you were Republican. You are Republican and conservative. I don't hear any, like, anything that, that you have to say because, like, you don't realize that you are fighting against yourself. Girl. Like, do you not understand? Girl, you are a trans girl. You, yeah. like, re- re- Republicans literally only care about your money, and I don't understand that, like, you are voting against your best interest. I don't get it. How can you be How can you be trans and still be Republican? How can you be know. gay and be Republican? There, there's, like, a there's like a group of, like, gay Republicans, and I was like, mm. Why? I don't know. It's just like it's just like you know those memes. People be like, they put this up to distract us from this. No, no, no. no Talking they about didn't. love and hip hop. You know what? I want to laugh. It's like sometimes I want to see Jocelyn be stupid, <laughs> the Puerto Rican princess. I want to see her be dumb because like, I'm sad. It's like maybe you can't use your little brain to focus on more than one thing, but you know I can. I can definitely watch news about Black Lives Matter and Bill Cosby and also sit here and watch Spongebob. Like I can do this. I'm I'm an adult. I'm a fully Thank functioning you. adult. I'm a multifaceted, multi layered person. I can do more than one thing at one time. Thank you. But and then also I don't need to do more than one thing at one time. If I spend my entire life crying and stressing myself I said I think I said this last week about every single black killing I'm going to fall to pieces mm-hmm. there are times where I have to take a break I have to just sit at home and like zone my mind out and like watch bad girls club new york and watch judy be crazy and talk about how she like is creole and talk I about no how idea what you're talking about right you need now. to watch bad girls club because i'm um, telling you judy <laughs> judy no judy is the best thing to happen to reality bad tv since club. new york from flavor of love because she's creole what you need to watch it i, I want you to love watch it and, and we're gonna talk about this next week no i'm not no you need to watch I'm it i'm not I'm gonna make you watch. I it. don't watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't watch Basketball Wives. I don't watch Real Housewives. I don't watch Bad Girls Club. I mean, 
I stick to simple reality shows like True True Life and Catfish. Mm-mm. I can't do True Life because True Life is cute, but it's like it's too much backstory. Same for Catfish. Like just get me right to the drama. Sometimes <laughs> I just really want to. Sometimes I really just want to check out for a second. I want to not think about like problems and strife people, going on. Let oh, me see other people. I know, but I want to get on TV and see other people like act a complete right. fool. There was an episode. But then there's always like that a- sad part where someone like fell for a catfish, and like that is the heart. The part that's just like, oh my god, you like just give me thoughts. This something. guy catfishes other guy as three other women, and to keep it going, <laughs> literally dressed up as one of the women to fool the guy and it's like at that point you should have been like the pettiest people in the world are people who catfish people my favorite catfish of all time please tell me it's the bow wow one no no wait it's the one with the fat kelly price (laughs) yes with the girl catfish her cousin for like what two years years. because once she said you should never call you should never call me a fat ass kelly price and i was just like oh my god (laughs) but i was like also at the same time like you look like Kelly, Kelly Price, you look like, like Kelly Price. it wasn't false. <laughs> Kelly Price is also cute, so right? like I guess she didn't want to be called fat Kelly Price. But Kelly Price is also fat, and so cute. like you cannot deny it. Like you can be fat and, and cute at the same time. Like Kelly Price does that. Right. Nothing wrong with it. I don't know. It. I don't know. But she was. She made that voice. Oh no, that was my favorite catfish. <laughs> if only for the ending. I don't know. If only for the ending when she made that voice when she was Tony. I don't even remember all that. Yeah, they were like, bye, Tony. She talked like a like a man. Oh, my God. I do remember that at the very end when she was like, bye. And I was just like. I, like, I think I, I like, literally stupid. stood up and was like. Ah. I was like, but she's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a really quick shout out to David. Thank you for listening. I've been getting texts from him that tell him we've been really cute. So I just oh, want to give a shout David. out to David. Thank you. No, no, I don't think so. You might okay. have met David before. He's just black. <laughs> I mean, I call him black David, but he used to work at Lush. Hey David. Hey David and David, Brittany, if you're listening to oh my God, David, I do know David and Brittany. Okay. They, whatever. You're ridiculous. Hey David and Brittany. David with the fabulous skin. Thank you, David's. <laughs> I don't know if David knows this, but you better know right now. <laughs> David's skin is always all pew, <laughs> which is just like point pew, just like of the highest quality. <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful. It like and he always smells great. Anyway. um i have to give a shout out to my friends uh tony and shelly hello Um, tony and shelly hey i don't know if they're listening right now but last week tony listened and he was like you not go so hard in texas because tony's from texas but do you want to go hard on texas we got what five minutes i told him it's not new orleans tony thank you but i was like a bit long horns hook them here (laughs) (laughs) but i was like you know out of me living in texas um tony and shelly and their family were the only good things about it Oh, I guess. They were. Texas reminds me of just like but they're commercialism. Not, they're not Texas. They're amazing people. It just reminds me of commercialism. It's so ridiculous. But and they, like a flyaway state. They actually <laughs> made my life a lot better. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Reminiscent or whatever. We still hang out. They come visit me or whatever. Oh, that's cute or whatever. And we do fun stuff. Um, and then our last thing that I wanted to <laughs> get to me kissy faces. was Weekly Obsessions. I don't think I have one. You need to step it up. I really, like, you told me that we were doing weekly obsessions. And I was like, do I have a weekly obsession? My weekly uh, obsession. I have had this album for a long time, but I recently started getting into it a lot. And it's one song in particular, but it's Aaliyah's self-titled album, Aaliyah. 
the one that has we need a resolution oh is it Aaliyah or yeah it's is called it, Aaliyah is, is it called Aaliyah it's called Aaliyah is it yeah mm-hmm. mm. yes it is self-titled <laughs> it's called Aaliyah it is also known by me as the Red Album because it was red. But there's one song in particular that I cannot live without for the past couple of days, and it's Loose Rap. That was my, my friend tweeted that that's her favorite song. No, that is like, I listened to it the other day, and I was like, oh my God, this song is amazing. It's so next level. It's so good. We played it at, at the beginning of the show, but it's like, oh my God, it is amazing. It is, I don't know, it's just, it's a really good song and it's really cute and she just did a good job and rest in peace, baby girl. Gone too soon. Yeah. She was more than a woman, more than a lover, more than enough for (laughs) you. All right, I mean, I guess my weekly obsession would be, I don't know. Okay, so my two roommates and I were watching Catfish because that's what we like to do. And there's Catfish Untold Stories and so it's like, they get stories of people being catfished and they film it like they do dramatizations of it and even max watch it as you watch it so like oh my god (laughs) and so like i think the best part about it is even max's like commentary on it because they're watching as you watch so they don't know what happened oh my god and then like the people are like blacked out some people are blacked out and it's like why are you blacked out what's Hmm? What's going on? Are you catfishing? Somebody? Are you cat like it's like the catfish and all the people involved are all blacked out, and it's so because you don't want to be found out. Because just it's just like so ridiculous. And if you don't want to be seen, you shouldn't be catfishing someone. Yeah, and then that's the one when I said the guy dressed up like a woman. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. I need to. No, I it's it's one of the up. untold stories. Oh, and one of the ones this girl was like catfishing her friend, and she killed off everybody. Like legitimately killed them? No, like she no she was she killed off the fake people. Oh my God! <laughs> she was like, "Oh, this person died of cancer. This person got this person killed themselves. Like it was ridiculous." I wish I could like I wish I could show y'all the face that I'm making right now because it's just like <laughs> and it was just so wild because Neve and Max are so rude. They really are. No, Max is my favorite. Max ev- is my favorite. Every now and then he goes, "But but what are you doing? Did you think about what was going on? How you are a horrible person." <laughs> it wasn't that like it New was, Orleans-y, but it was still. it was as trill as neve throwing that dude's phone in <laughs> oh i don't remember that this dude was texting on his phone he was catfish people and he was like oh you're not gonna pay attention to me Bloop. oh my god <laughs> so rude and that's a like, trill moment of the week the is neil throw- neve neil what is it nev yeah, campbell <laughs> yes nev campbell where is she rest in peace she's, she's not dead she's not, not dead. dead she's not dead she's not dead <laughs> nev girl where you at come on all right um so uh <laughs> thank y'all <laughs> thank for this yeah. week thank we you. are done we are done thank you for listening to true we'll be back next week and we will be officially taking phone calls so y'all can call us and y'all yep. can tweet us and y'all can follow us on instagram and Please. twitter at at underscore true literate and that is underscore true literate you can follow us on snapchat at true nola and that is true nola <laughs> and um yeah that's all i have for our social media but remember this has been true Leonard and we loud we cute and we, we black, black. Bye. bye 